0: Officially, the end of the Vikings season. Well, not officially, but uh, the playoff hopes eliminated after a loss for your Minnesota Vikings in Lambeau Field. It was brutally cold, and the Vikings were just terrible. I didn't get to uh, see the first half, but uh, based on basically the rest of the, the the rest of the season leading up to now, and obviously looking through Vikings Twitter, it was a whole lot of the same in the first half, running the football, and even Zimmer going into uh, the tunnel at halftime uh, with, with his radio interview on KFAN, says, we need to run the ball more. We just need to run the ball more. And uh, Zimmer is certainly going down with the ship, uh, jumping off topic here off of this game at least yeah, in the presser this week when I asked about playing rookies um, in a meaningless Week 18 game against the Bears. He said no, just one word, no. So he he's definitely sticking by his play, no rookies. He hates rookies. And uh, clearly shown in that game. I mean, it, obviously the season was still on the line in some sense. If if you win that game, you still have a chance of, of going to the playoffs. Um, Kellen Mond doesn't really even get an opportunity. Zimmer said he's just been terrible, but I mean, at, at least Zimmer stuck to his guns. It hasn't worked for us now for the last two seasons, as we mentioned. We have been above 500 since 2019 but uh, at least BG that Zimmer's not uh, shying away from what he knows to be uh, his brand of football.
1: Yeah. He's going out um, with a bang and just answering those media questions. Like he always has kind of bill Belichick esque, those one word responses, um, just being grouchy, no matter what the question is, even if it means putting your rookie quarterback who you drafted in the third round um, down, and kind of insulting him that, no, I've seen him at practice every day. I don't want him to play. It's just comments like those where maybe he was told, um, you're done after week 17, or maybe he's heard the grumbling about having Zimmer finally get out of Minnesota. But it's just, uh, we're we're ready to move on collectively as a fan base and as a team. And I know we agree on that, but I was not a fan of the comments on Mond. Obviously he hasn't had the best showings in that regular season game last weekend in the preseason, but um, it's just shooting your quarterbacks and rookies confidence down for no reason, just like Mike Zimmer did with Daniel Carlson, who's now maybe a pro bowl kicker. I don't know, but one of the best kickers in the NFL. Um, But yeah, back to the game, obviously not a close game at all. I didn't think it would be, with Sean Manning in there, it's hard to watch pretty much all the game if you're a Vikings fan, except for that Bradbury catch and run, yeah. which was the highlight of the night for me. Um, would have been nice to have Kirk in there, obviously, to have a chance. Still definitely an uphill battle going into Lambo and getting a win over Rodgers and the Packers. But, um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm not totally bummed that we lost that game because we weren't going to do anything with it except maybe preserve Zimmer's stay in Minnesota. So um, now that we're officially out of the playoffs, I really hope that we lose this game on Sunday against the bears. So that improves our draft stock and we can start the rebuilding process, whatever that means.
0: Yeah. I'm going to look up the, uh, the draft order now here as we speak, but it would really, I mean, in the NFL, they, they always talk about tanking or trying to tank, and it's so hard to do that in the NFL. It's, it's a sport that if you're not playing 100%, if you're not going all out, you're going to get hurt, and guys are going to lose their jobs, players are going to lose their jobs, and it's hard to tank. So, I mean, I, I don't expect them to to fold up. Zimmer said this uh, on Monday that he wasn't going to do that. I think Kirk's expected to start the game. Uh, Brian O'Neill is going to be back. They're going to have a whole bunch of guys back after after the, uh, the COVID break there for many of them. But uh, I would certainly like to see the Vikings lose this game. We sit at the number 12 uh, spot right now, right ahead of Denver, Atlanta, Washington. Um, and those are all s- seven and eight teams, right? Or seven and nine now, I guess. So they can move up even more, but currently getting the uh, – slotted at least as the 12th overall pick. Um, but if you lose that game and you can maybe slide past Atlanta slide past, uh, and I'm saying move ahead rather uh, of Atlanta and maybe even, uh, Washington as well. Uh, you could get all the way inside the top 10, which would be pretty cool. Um, granted there's not really, we haven't talked about NFL draft stuff at all, but not really any big quarterback coming out. So maybe not a whole lot of reason to uh, get inside that top 10, but, uh, never know what could happen but uh back back to uh lambeau field just a uh a a brutal performance and i think the longest play of the night was that bradbury immaculate reception like you mentioned bg which is just like that just sucks that the longest play of the game for the vikings was uh was that play but uh, at least he showed some fight i mean that was that was probably the best run or one of the best runs we've seen in the season from any vikings player i mean he didn't really give up he was just trucking down the field it's awesome to see um, but uh, not not a good game. Randy, you were there, weren't you?
2: Oh yeah, I was. Yeah,
0: there was there was at least the, uh, a decent showing from the Vikings crowd.
2: Uh, well, I I think it was the the most um, away fans I had seen at a Packer game, and I don't know how many years going to them now. Hey, well, uh,
0: they all went out to uh, to see our boy, and not Kellen Mond.
2: Yeah, and and I will say on the um the big man uh the big man run uh, all of Lambeau was up for that play even the Packer fans yeah Like it was just everyone was like I think everyone wanted him to score a the touchdown there
0: yeah that no that would have been sweet that would have been totally sweet but now for the Vikings at least it's it's where do you go from here um rumors coming out of a Vikings ownership group I guess you could say uh, is that. Spielman, we don't really know what's going to happen with Spielman, I should say, but with Zimmer, he is likely going to be fired on Monday. Uh, That was kind of the buzz on Twitter early this week that they have made a decision to fire uh, Mike Zimmer and that they're going to meet at some point this week the ownership group with the Wilfs uh, leading that meeting about what to do with Spielman. Many people have said they might reassign him um, somewhere else along the team. So he can, I mean, he's been with the, uh, Wilfs basically since they started their ownership of this franchise and they have a very close relationship with Spielman. so who knows what he's going to do if he can talk himself into, uh, uh, a lateral movement within the organization to uh, keep him at the top, you know, executive level uh, of the Vikings, but as not the official decision maker when it comes to the final roster and, um, draft picks, because he is, uh, he struggled mightily and you could say Zimmer is to blame in that category as well. And it's really, that's the question. Who is it to blame? Is it, is it Spielman for making so many bad first round picks? And then the occasional good one with Justin Jefferson and, and I don't know other guys as well, but the meat of his, of our team has come from like the fourth through the sixth round where Spielman, they been able to find some pretty quality players in those positions of the draft. But the lack of depth building is, is that Spielman's fault for not always getting good third, fourth, fifth, sixth round guys that can come in like this class, which was just historically bad with our, I think we had four third round picks this year or maybe it was three fourth round picks, but those guys were not factors at all this season. And this was the make or break year for Mike Zimmer. Most especially he needed those guys uh, to come in guys like Wyatt Davis, who hasn't played a snap of Vikings football all year who was blowing up in, in training camp, uh, and now we haven't even seen him. And he's under Dakota Dozier on the depth chart, which is, it's you scratch your head, who is to blame? Is it Mike Zimmer for not coaching these guys up, not training them well enough, not putting them in positions to succeed, or is it Spielman? And that's the question all Vikings fans have right now. I would like to see him blow the whole thing up. i like to get rid of Spielman entirely, get rid of Zimmer entirely, Bring in a new GM, let him try to build his roster out, and then they're going to make a decision about Kirk Cousins, about the next head coach, and that will just play out as as the rest of the offseason unfolds for us here. But BG, I think you're on the same boat as me, but any uh, any feelings that keep Spielman or Zimmer from you?
1: Yeah, obviously definitely on the same page with Zimmer. I think the game has just passed him up. He had a good time in Minnesota but the past couple of years have just cemented it in that he's no longer really a value with the, with the Vikings. I'm more iffy about Spielman. I certainly see why people want him gone, but at the same time, I, I guess I'm not um, super enthusiastic about him leaving Minnesota. I think he's done some good stuff with us and he has had some great draft picks um, in the late rounds and and good guys in the first couple of rounds too. So no matter what happens there, I, I'm not going to care too greatly, I guess I'd say. Um, but then with along with getting rid of Mike Zimmer, I'd definitely want to see Clint Kubiak either reassigned to a smaller role or let go. And then maybe Adam Zimmer, I think that's his name, Zimmer's son, um, just because as a co-defensive coordinator that he was with Andre Patterson, I think that's what his title was. Yep. Or Andre Patterson was the... D-line coach, I think. Um, Adam Zimmer was a co-defensive coordinator, which obviously he got because of Mike, who hopefully a couple weeks from now will be gone. So I wouldn't mind just clearing the house of the Kubiaks and the Zimmers while we do that too.
0: Yeah, and reading through just some of the comments and and subtweets and all that stuff from from a lot of the Vikings fans on Twitter, the nepotism has been a huge issue um, with Zimmer's son working for the team with uh, former Vikings like, you know, coach Gary Kubiak and then giving the reins to his son Clint Kubiak and uh, at the beginning of the season and when they made the announcement I wasn't totally against it I'm still not totally against I think Clint has shown some at times that he can be a creative play caller and he can have some wrinkles to this team but at times it just gets back to running the football on first and second down and then throwing three yards short of the sticks on third down and whether that's uh whether that's Kirk Cousins' fault for not audibly out of plays or not putting different wrinkles in uh in the pre snap stuff. Or if that's Kubiak's fault for just going back to whatever Mike Zimmer wants him to do. And that's been just the issue with having so many coordinators every year that Kirk Cousins has been in the NFL. He's had a different offensive coordinator, which is crazy. And it's crazy to think that I think we've had now like seven or eight offensive coordinators in Zimmer's eight years, which is you just can't build continuity or consistency doing that. So when they put Clint Kubiak in that position, it was somewhat okay, at least we have our old OC son who they're going to have some sort of consistency, but what it turned into was a, a very inconsistent Vikings offense at times. And it, you can't point the finger too much though on the offense when they're they're partnered with a 31st ranked defense in the NFL. I mean, that's been really the Achilles heel of this team in the end of court, in the end of halves and the end of games is giving up an unprecedented amount of points in the NFL um, which has just killed them it has absolutely killed the Vikings and it's killed Mike Zimmer's ability to control this football team when your bread and butter is getting stops when you need to get stops and that no longer has happened for really the last two seasons and I think that was really the straw that broke Mike Zimmer's back, and th- that broke this Vikings team's back. So I don't think it's a full rebuild because, one, the Wolves never do a full rebuild. They don't want to have a rebuilding season. They don't want to uh, be 3 and 14 now, I guess, or whatever, or, or 4 and, and 13. That's just not going to happen. Uh, they would rather go 7 and 9 or, or 7 and 10 now and have a shot of the playoffs when you're in week 15 than, than to be 4 and 13. But uh, I I wouldn't mind a full rebuild. I just don't think that's in the cards for the Wolves because they they hate doing that. So they're going to probably make a move with Zimmer on Monday as well as Spielman, whether that's reassigning, whether that's firing him. I I see no uh, possibility that both guys return in the same capacity next year. I see really no possibility that Mike Zimmer returns at all. Um, And I saw even some people were mentioning that Mike Zimmer might be reassigned uh, to a new – new, this is only one guy, I guess, Chad Graff, who you could take his reporting with a grain of salt. But uh, he was saying there's a possibility that Zimmer gets reassigned within the team, which is just never going to happen. I mean, a new head coach is going to come in and bring his new assistants with him. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got, Vikings football-related. Fellas, Randy, any thoughts, Packer-wise?
2: Um, no, I mean, it's um... – Packers. I mean, as long as Aaron Rodgers is staying, but you know, we have the the North pretty locked down. So it's um, if he leaves, though. I mean, imagine next year. If I mean, Kirk Cousins. Yes, he'll be back. He'll probably be the best quarterback in the NFC North if Rodgers leaves next year.
0: Mm-hmm. I hope that happens uh, too. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, I, uh, I'm sure you do. But uh, no, I mean, it's going to be interesting. You know, talking about the Vikings not going into a rebuild. I mean, I think you've seen in the past couple of years a team like the Rams like just kind of forget about draft picks and build a team through trades. Um, I don't think a team has to tank in the NFL to rebuild. Um, so whoever's leading the team next year, it'll be interesting who's um, uh, who they've got uh, on either side of the ball and, and how they do.
0: Yeah, the Rams philosophy will be an interesting case study on Going all in every year uh, to see what happens, I guess, in the next four to five years. I don't think they have a first-round pick until, like, 2032. Uh, it's not that long, but it's a number of years they don't have a first-round pick because they've traded them all away. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, with the Rams because they've certainly gone all in uh, this year as they have basically, like, the last three or four years. Um NFC now goes through Lambeau Field, and I thought there was an interesting graphic uh, the uh, Sunday Night Football crew put up on the broadcast near the end of the game once it uh, was already kind of wrapped up. I mean, it was wrapped up really before it started, but uh, once the game was in hand for the Packers, they threw up the graphic that I think it was when the Packers have the number one seed uh, before like 2005 or 2006, something like that. They were like 12-0 or 12-1. and at Lambeau field and in their last 13 games they're six and seven uh, or maybe it was seven and six with the number one seed at home so there's been some hiccups as well as last year uh, how do you feel about maybe the Rams or the Cowboys or any of those teams coming into Lambeau in a uh, cold snowy NFC championship game Randy did the Packers think- lose that
2: um, I mean obviously a little bit nervous uh, just knowing the history but I think just knowing where the team is at I mean like I've been saying it for the past month now we've got three all pros who we might be bringing back um in um in the playoffs sparktiari's practicing this week that's a really great sign um we'll we'll, we'll see about Jair and zadaria Smith I'm a little more unsure about but um I mean the team is clicking on all cylinders I mean the defense is playing well rogers is having another MVP season um Lafleur just seems to be getting better and better. I mean, I think his worst coaching this year was the drum Love game. Um, but besides that, I think it's it's a Super Bowl, but a Super Bowl or bust for sure for the back this year.
0: Yep, yep. And, and you got to imagine if they do win a Super Bowl, that Rodgers is going to come back. Um, but if it goes down in flames and in Lambeau Field, that would. In my mind, hopefully, beat the last draw for Rodgers and the
2: Packers, (laughs) and he heads out to Denver. I'm at the point now where I think there's no way Rodgers can be if we win the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I just think there's there's no way. And again, just knowing like no coach has won as many games in their first three seasons as Matt Lafleur. No NFL team has won what is it, thirteen games or twelve games, whatever, in three seasons in a row. Yeah, I think it's thirteen. yeah, like we've been the best team in the NFL. Yes, we haven't won a Super Bowl the past three years, but just, um, just consistency really coming in week in week out. I mean, there's no better place for Rodgers to be uh, than in Green Bay if he wants to be competing for Super Bowl. But if he wants to, you know, be chilling in Los Angeles and wake up at the beach every morning, then he can go do that. But if he wants to win Super Bowls, I think Green Bay is the place to be.
0: <laughs> All right, before we move on for football. Wanted to uh, play this clip from Antonio Brown. You guys might have seen this.
3: I would um, love to have an opinion to actually tell you what should the Vikings do with Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer, their offense, defense. But, man, I'm trying to figure out my team, my squad, what I'm doing, where I'm going. So, Skull Nation.
0: Can you guys hear it?
3: Yep. Yeah. I would tell you how to fix the Vikings. Call Mike Zimmer. Let Mike Zimmer figure it out. He's the best of the best. You guys in good hands. Vikings Twitter, keep business booming.
0: So there you have it, Vikings uh, Vikings Twitter, keep business booming. Somebody from, uh, a couple of guys actually from, from. it's just some Vikings Twitter guys, I guess you could say, but paid like $300 for Uh, Antonio Brown to address the Mike Zimmer Kirk Cousins Viking situation which is uh, uh, quite comical I thought that that you have uh, Antonio Brown sticking up for Mike Zimmer Uh, but we'll see what happens it it could be a a Black Monday here in Minnesota uh, as well as probably a couple other places in the league as well let's move on to a little bit of wild hockey not much here with our expert wild hockey Uh, man Zach Briel not with us tonight but Wild still haven't won a hockey game since, I think, let's see here. December 9th was the last time the Wild won a hockey game. So now almost a month removed from our last Wild win. It's four losses in a row. There was a bunch of postponed games in there, five to be exact. They're in action on Thursday night in Boston. And a couple of guys that. BG and Randy, you're going to never have heard of, and I didn't, and I have no idea who they are either. But Marco Rossi and Matt Boldy, two youngsters within the Wild organization, getting called up to action um, for that game on Thursday in Boston. A couple of uh, very highly touted prospects for your Minnesota Wild getting their first action with the big squad here on Thursday. So that'll be fun to watch those two guys. I'm sure Zach would have a great take on both of them, but. Uh, I know nothing about him, so I'll just leave it right there. Um, Gopher hoops. We'll talk a little Gopher hoops. BG, did you catch the any of the Michigan State game at all?
1: The Illinois game or Illinois? Excuse me. Yeah, I watched the first half, and I mean, once they got a. Two zero 0 lead, you know, <laughs> we weren't going to come back from that. They just outmatched us from the first minute till the end of the game, and we needed to start hot to keep the close game, and we did not do that at all. Um, it's a bummer. The bookie that I go through doesn't do player props for college basketball, but I would have put my life savings on Kofi Cockburn's player props, mm-hmm. and um, there's just no way his pronunciation is Coburn. So that's why I call him Cockburn. Um, yeah, <laughs> we have no we have no guy to guard him. He's I think seven foot two eighty. I mean he's what five inches taller than Curry and eighty pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. There's no chance in hell that he he was not going to have an All Star game, and he absolutely did. As the All American, he is putting up twenty nine points. I think he had twelve rebounds, and he probably didn't play much the second half. Um, Didn't watch the second half, but nobody really needed to because we were getting blown out. So I think it was Ben Johnson's welcome to the Big Ten game. Um, A bummer, it had to come at home again. So we're still waiting on to go for his first Big Ten home victory of the year. Um, But hopefully this is just one game and it doesn't lead on to uh, a pattern where we go up against these Big Ten teams and we start um, having trouble against them. Uh, especially after our, our great win in Ann Arbor against Michigan. So hopefully we clean that up uh, against Indiana and Ben jo- Ben Johnson and our new uh, players to the Big Ten learn from this.
0: Yeah, Colburn was an animal. I think they outscored us 38-10 to 10 in, in the paint area, so that's uh, that's not going to get it done in the Big Ten. Colburn went for 29-10 boards, two assists, two steals, and four blocks. Uh, yeah, just too big. To handle. I mean, this was the the issue, I guess, for for many analysts that were looking at this Gopher team and the reason why they were picked to finish last in the Big Ten was they had no size, and that certainly showed up um, in, in that game against Illinois. Final score was seventy six to fifty three. They kept it close in the first half; it was an eleven point game at the half, but then a 9-0 run to start the second half uh, kind of put I that get- game out of touch uh, pretty early there in the second half. Gophers are in action I believe on Sunday against Indiana uh yep Sunday 11 o'clock on Big Ten Network before playing Michigan State next Wednesday on the road so that will be a uh that'll be a tough one as well and then they got Iowa uh, the following Sunday um, so we'll see what Iowa's about they got some pretty good youngsters um, Iowa does don't they this year Andy like <clears throat> I was hearing about one is it Keegan the, Murray. Yeah, Keegan um, Murray and is, uh, Davis.
2: Is a, uh, yep. Keegan Murray's a legitimate, uh, wooden player of the year, uh, guy. And I think he's of the power. We go do power six in, in basketball, the power six, uh, conferences. He's the leading scorer. He's like like twenty seven points a game. Um, actually, I'm, I'm working to get him on the pod. So, oh, um, I've got a, I've got a pretty good connection with him. Okay. Um, so we'll see here. Um, I'm thinking probably sometime later in January, uh, early Feb. Um, once um, you know we're kind of deep into Big Ten play. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll get. And, and he's got a twin brother on the team too. So Keegan and Chris. They've been to uh, IMG from Cedar Rapids. Their dad played at Iowa, um, and now the twins are twins are at Iowa as well. So. And they're both sophomores. They were both sophomores. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's yeah. yeah Twenty four. And a half points a game, eight boards um, for Keegan. Chris is averaging just under ten points a game and about five boards. Um, so Iowa seeming to be uh, doing okay, eleven and three, seventh in the yeah, conference. We, we,
2: we, we can't rebound. I mean, we get our three losses. Like if you look at the rebounding numbers, it's just laughable how we just can't rebound. I think we had a game maybe against. I wasn't in Illinois, but it was, I forget which Big t- Ten team it was, where I think they had more offensive rebounds than we had defensive rebounds. <laughs> like, just absurd rebounding numbers. Like, if you, you say Minnesota's small, I was small as hell, too. Yeah,
0: certainly missing Luke Garza. Uh, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of the story of uh, of the Big Ten this year. And I guess for the last couple of years, just been dominant big men. And if you have a dominant big man, you're, you're going to be – in pretty good shape when you get to conference play. Um, Gophers learned that one the tough way uh, a couple nights ago. Um Let's see. I got some other Gopher-related news. Oh, this is on the football side. I don't know if you saw this, BG, but Quinn Carroll, transfer portal from Notre Dame. He was the number one recruit coming out of the state of Minnesota in 20-something a couple of years ago. I guess it would have been two years ago, so 2019. Um, big old offensive lineman. Out of Edina, Minnesota, committed to and played for two seasons at Notre Dame. Never really got his uh, footing there; couldn't really get on the field or stay on the field much. But he is coming home to Minnesota, and he should, I assume, I guess, anchor this offensive line um, after having uh, basically, if you if you include Co-Keefe, five of the uh, the six offensive linemen from this uh, 2021 team leaving for the draft or for whatever, but they're going to lose a lot of offense alignment. So it's good to get a guy like Quinn Carroll, uh, a solid homegrown Minnesota guy who was at Notre Dame back to Minnesota to, uh, to hopefully rebuild this offensive line with all the running backs, all the talent uh, on the outside on this offensive side of the ball for the Gophers should be a, a big get for the Gopher football team. Uh, you guys want to go into pick segment?
1: Let's do it.
0: So, kind of a hodgepodge week with some bowl games and whatnot. We picked Vikings, Packers, BG, and Randy both on the correct side of that. Granted, it was before the Kirk Cousins COVID news. I was all over Vikings minus six and a half or plus six and a half. Obviously, that was nowhere near covering. Um, but BG and Randy both on the right side of history with that one. And the Packers, we picked Rams and The uh, Rams and Ravens, excuse me. All of us took the Rams minus three and a half. They won the game, but it was only by a point. Um, So we all lost that one. Uh, Cowboys, Cardinals. BG took the Cowboys. Randy took the Cowboys. I took the Cowboys as well, and they obviously lost. Uh, I think it was a three or or it's like a five point game, Uh, but no. Nevertheless, we all took the Cowboys. In the semifinal games, we had Michigan and Georgia. I was with Michigan as well as Randy. I think we were getting seven and a half uh, in that game. And Georgia obviously beating the brakes off of Michigan and really kind of embarrassing the entire Big Ten after Michigan just dominated Ohio State and ran through the conference besides Michigan State, which I think they still should have won that game. But uh, Michigan got the brakes beaten off of them by Georgia. And BG was the only one to pick that one correctly. Moving on to Alabama and Cincy. BG and I both were on the Alabama train. Randy was zigging while everybody else was zagging. And unfortunately, Cincinnati. They put up a fight. I thought it was respectable. um, But uh, not enough for Cincinnati. That will put the overall standings real tight now. I'm 11 and 9, still in first BG, just a game back at 10 and 10. Randy at 8 and 12, two games back, and Zach still at 9 and 6 after missing last week's pick segment. But uh, we'll see if we can get Randy caught up uh, in future weeks. Uh, Zach, rather caught up in future weeks. Randy, do you got games for this week?
2: Yep, I got games. Um, so starting it off. We will we'll, we'll start it off. Let's um let's pick the national championship game. Okay. Uh that's Monday, I believe. Um yep. so George is a th- uh according to our friends at Barstool, uh All Lines courtesy of Barstool sportsbook, um, George is a three point favorite against the Crimson Tide.
1: Okay.
0: Um yeah, I, I think this is the second time now in like thirty years that Nick Saban has been an underdog. I'm taking the points with, with Alabama.
2: Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Points. <laughs> say it again. Oh, I said I'll always take the points with yeah. yeah. Bama. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Alabama. Um, but I'm gonna call them
1: Al Bamskis. So I'm going with Al Bamskis.
2: <laughs> okay. I like it Al Bamskis
0: for BG. Uh should we make a pick for uh oh, we'll just let Zach do his thing. All right, Randy, what else you got <laughs> for us?
2: <laughs> Up next. <laughs> Up next, we've got the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are three and a half point God. favorites. Um, this might be the final uh, game for each coach. Um, Beal, who you got?
0: Uh, um, you know, this would be this is the Vikings are going to win this game. I mean, there's no reason to win the game. It only hurts you if you win. But uh, knowing Mike Zimmer and how he how he's probably going to be fired on Monday. I'm sure he's going to be going all out, and I think the the, the team will will play hard for him. So I think the Vikings will unfortunately win
1: and cover three and a half. AG? Um, three and a half. Yeah, I think I, I really like that reasoning. Um, but I'm going to go with my heart here and pick the Bears because I want the Vikings to potentially gain a few picks. Um in the draft.
2: Yeah, I'll take um I'll take Justin Fields and the Bears. Is he starting? Uh I think they announced that, that he is starting. Yep. Yeah, I believe so. Love it. He sucks. <laughs> Up next we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. The Steelers are a five and a half point dog in Baltimore.
0: Oh, I th- and they're still somewhat in, right? The Steelers could
2: they—they they need help, but yeah. they have to win.
0: Okay, Ravens say the are out. say the line one more time.
2: Five and a half. Uh, the, the Ravens are five and a half point favorites.
0: I think
1: Pitt covers, and maybe wins. Does this game mean anything for Baltimore?
2: Uh, no, but Lamar Jackson. I think I think Lamar's back. I don't know. if they're I going think to play he's back too next week, eighteen.
1: Yeah, if, I mean, if it doesn't mean anything to them, it, I think it would make sense to rest Lamar. Um, but given that Pitt needs to win and then get some help, I think they'll play tough, potentially win. But I'll, I'll take them to cover five and a half.
2: I'll take uh, I'll take the Steelers, too. All right. It looks Up like next.
0: it looks like Lamar Up. didn't practice today, and he is in doubt. I guess too start but they're not ruling him out so there's still a chance he could start
2: all right sorry all right up next we've got the San Francisco 49ers are four and a half point dogs at the Los Angeles Rams
0: um why don't you, go ahead BG I gotta write a few things down here gotta do some
1: Rams 49ers. Uh, I know the Rams are in and I don't think they can improve their spot. Does this mean anything for the 49ers? Or are they locked into uh, I
2: believe it does. It has to um, I think it matters what, what wild card seeding they are. Okay. right now they're the sixth seed and Philadelphia is also is the seventh seed at nine and seven. So both both teams are both teams are at nine and seven.
1: Okay, another question for you. Do we know if Jimmy G is back?
2: Uh, I have no idea. Okay, then I'll Uh, just go um, out and I'll take Niners Niners to cover (laughs) it. Does it matter in your analysis? (laughs) It's
1: Jimmy G. Well, uh, I I expected them to do better with Trey Lance. I don't think he had that much of a great game last week. And Jimmy G is just the perfect play-action quarterback where he really only needs to throw like five times a game. Um, but those passes are going to be right on the spot because you're running 30 times a game. Yep. Um, Trey Lance, I just think, kind of messes with their strategy. But they got Elijah Mitchell back, who's kind of a underrated beast. So I'll take 49ers to cover.
0: Looks like Jimmy G practiced today um, and looks ready to start on Sunday. That's money. So because yeah, of that, and, 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 I'm with and them.
2: the Rams just – for some more context, the the Rams are currently the second seed. If they lose and Dallas wins and Tampa Bay wins, they could drop all the way down to the fourth seed. Oh. Um That's a lot so to play for on both sides. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. I, I still like the 49ers. Uh if Jimmy G's playing. Randy, what was uh, your yeah, pick? I think
2: I, I think well, I think I'll go with the uh the I'll go with on this one. Rams on his four and a half. Alrighty. righty, Rams four and a half. All right, one more. Yeah, let's do one more. Just the right, upset. We've got, we've got. Oh yeah, do we want to pick an upset? Yeah, or do We want to do, do one it. more game. We can do an upset. All right, you guys, you guys have an upset yet. If not, I can, I can, uh, I can we'll, filibuster. Ten seconds. Let's see.
1: Um.
0: <laughs> here, I got a filibuster for you. I like the right. Lions to beat the Packers.
2: <laughs> All right. There you go. I mean, no idea who's going to be playing for the Packers. Absolutely right. no idea.
0: Green Bay, four-point favorites. Doesn't matter. Just need
2: them to win. Uh, I, I've got one more filibuster. Do you, see, uh, do you remember the Matt Flynn game from 2012 when he threw six touchdowns against the Lions week 17? Yeah. In a <laughs> meaningless game. And then got paid twenty million bucks by the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Um, so, I don't know if you saw someone on Twitter like poke fun at him or something about like, hey, like remember when you got paid twenty million bucks to sit on the bench behind Russell Wilson? And his response was, "Hell yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the best job in NFL. They paid twenty million bucks to not get your brain beat in." <laughs>
0: yep. Have you guys seen? This is totally off topic, but. Oh, I guess on the top of of getting paid not to play, but the Mike Glennon, like, neck uh, graphic on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, oh it's so good. It's just, like, percentage of teams that have paid his 100 million-plus career earnings, and it's just, like, throughout his neck. He's got, like, a super long neck on this graphic. It's awesome. And it's just the bear Like, the majority of it is the Bears, uh, which is hilarious. But anyway, BG, you got an upset pick?
1: Yep, I got my team. Um, This game is tomorrow, so actually tonight, I guess, Thursday night. There's no line for it, but I know they're going to be underdogs. I'm taking the St. Thomas Tommies at home over Oral Roberts.
0: Oh, I love it.
2: I don't even need to
1: see the spread.
0: Oral Roberts has... Oral
2: Roberts is coming to O'Shaughnessy.
0: Yeah, and they have one of the best players in the country, Max, Abe Miss. Abe Miss? something like that. He is electric and absolutely electric. It'll be a good matchup with him and, uh, Riley Miller, who still leads all of division one basketball and most three pointers made. He's got 65. And I think the next guy has 61. So tight race still, but, uh, Riley Miller stroking it from outside. Randy, oh, I, uh,
2: you got your upset. I like that. I'll take, um, I'll be a little more conventional. I'll take the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, the three point dogs into chargers on a Sunday night. I'll take them to, to beat Justin, Bert, Justin Herbert.
0: Now, is that the game? It's Raiders chargers. Where if uh, Jacksonville wins, uh, if they beat, who are they playing? The Colts. Thank you. The Colts. Then those two teams could tie and both go to the playoffs. Correct? Yep. Is there, I mean, let's see. So the Colts and Jags play at noon and and are Sunday Night Football Chargers and Raiders. So they're going to know. Is there any chance that that happens? Not not that the, that the Jaguars beat the Colts. Let's just say that is going to happen, even though that's a long shot. But let's say the Jaguars beat the Colts. Is there any way the Chargers and Raiders just kneel at all game and both go to the playoffs?
2: I mean, it's a Sunday Night Football game. You know how pissed Roger Goodell would be? Oh, the league would be so <laughs> mad. I yeah. mean, but it's... It's, um, I I think Goodell uh, talked about it, um, uh, talked about week 18 schedule on the Manning cast um, about how they, you know, they they schedule the game as far out in advance, but they try to take when it comes to who's playing who and when. They take all, they flex games to try to take into account all the different scenarios. And they must just, must have missed that this week.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know why they didn't flex Sunday, the Vikings and Packers out of Sunday night uh, last week, but yeah the two opportunities I guess to do that um, yeah, but that'll be interesting I, I don't think it I, I don't think the NFL would let it happen. They would just come in there and find people up the ass or threaten to find people up the ass oh, yeah. if they did that because um, yeah. it, it would tank the radiance,
2: obviously. oh yeah, but it would be I don't know why, but I feel like it would be great to watch. Like, I mean I would certainly I feel like watch. I have that on in the background on uh on Sunday night. Um, just teams kneeling it over and over again.
0: Yeah, they'd both have like negative 100 rushing yards. I guess in the NFL they don't count. No, well, maybe they do count kneel downs as negative rushing yards. I think they I do. Think they do. Yeah. yeah, they do. So yeah, it'd be yeah, that'd be very interesting. I don't think it'll happen, <laughs> but it would be. Yeah, we need a miracle
1: from the Jaguars first. Yeah,
0: that would be. Uh, yeah, they're 15 and a half point underdogs. The Jags are, <laughs> so it would take a miracle but uh, it would certainly be fun to watch. Uh, fellas, any other uh, stats or tweets or anything you saw this week?
2: Uh, an AP voter isn't going to vote for um, uh, Aaron Rodgers because he's a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> which, did you see Rodgers' response today? I did, but share, hey, share God, it with the people. God, God, a bum. I, I did like the phrase, like, you know, it's, it's not the M... It's not the most valuable vaccinated player award. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it has the nothing. Most, yeah, the most vaccinated player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, I, if I like... only
1: all the MVP voters thought that, then the world would be a much better place. No MVPs for Rogers <laughs> yeah. in any year. Yeah. Or Kirk. No, no. No. No Kirk.
0: No uh, Carson Wentz. No Lamar Cole Beasley. I don't think Lamar Jackson. Cole Beasley. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Thielen. Thielen. Kendricks. Basically
2: a bunch, basically mostly white guys. Yeah, a bunch of white guys. Yeah. Certainly. (laughs) Um. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. (laughs) He He got vaxxed, though. (laughs) Apparently he got vaccinated.
0: (laughs) But, uh, that, that was a crazy situation this weekend. Um. With him just running off the field. Did you guys hear the, uh, pardon my take interview with the guy who picked him up from the game?
2: I have not yet. No, no. They,
0: they talked to him on Monday. He is like exactly the guy you would think would be picking up Antonio Brown was this guy. I can't remember his name. He's got Some like, they're his, like
1: friends. It's not a random dude.
0: It's it's a dude who has like a, they're apparently friends. They know each other a little bit, yeah. but oh, what's this guy's name? It's like hustle hard. I'm see yeah, that. yeah. It's like hustle it. hard. Uh, something
2: like hustle hard all day, get that bread. <laughs>
0: well, his name's like hustle hard, Jimmy or something like that. I want to see if I can look it up real quick. Um, you think hustle hard, Harry? Danny boy, a- Danny boy, hustle hard, Danny boy. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's, he's a white guy, but he, he's, he talks black. Uh, Cause he's from New York. Well, I don't know if that's why he does it, but he's, he just sounds <laughs> so goofy and he's like, yeah, I went to go pick up my boy, uh, A. B. And you know, I was I was talking to all my other boys. Name drops like Brooks Koepka, uh Saquon Barkley. Um, who else does he pick up? Like Sterling Shepard, a couple other like New York Jets, Giants guys. And it was like the most. It, it was just a he's a crazy guy. Danny boy hustle hard. Just go listen to, to that interview with of My Take because he is a total wild card. But he apparently picked him is it up. A good interview. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. I mean, he just, he's like talking about how he went and picked him up from, he was going all over the place, but I think he picked him up from the stadium, took him to the airport. Then people were like taking pictures of him at the airport. So they went and picked him back up and he was just, I don't know, name dropping like every other sentence about other guys he's picked up and his, uh, I looked at his Instagram account. It's, him just like taking pictures with all the guys he's driven around. He's like a driver. And so (laughs) it's him just like taking pictures and like acting like he's like real good homies Mm -hmm. with all these guys when they're definitely just not like on that same page with him. He's like, Oh yeah, my boy Saquon. And at one point he was, he was (laughs) like, if I called, I can't remember who he said, but he's like, if I called it was somebody like Saquon Barkley, he would give me $200,000 right now. No questions asked, no questions (laughs) asked. That's how tight I am with my brother. And I was just thinking, like, there's no way that any of these he
1: has no idea who you
0: are. Athletes are thinking about that, about the guy who picks them up when you're in New York, for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, Danny Boy, hustle heart I think that's a good place to end it. Um, we'll tally up pick segment next week, and we'll see who is the overall champion uh, for our shortened pick segment season uh, at least for the nfl we'll keep it going with some nba some ncaa stuff uh, especially with march madness just a couple months away but uh yeah see you guys all next week
3: another turning point a folks stuck in the road time grabs you by the wrist directs you where to go so make the best of this test and don't ask why It's not a question, but a lesson learned in time It's something unpredictable, but in the end that's right I hope you have the time of your life So take the photographs and still frames in your mind Hanging on a shelf and good up and good times Tattoos and memories and dead skin on trial For what it's worth, it was worth all the while It's something unpredictable, in the end that's right I hope you have the time
1: Awesome guys, that That was awesome. That whistle part was really good. Thank you.